You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, April the 23rd. As we come off an off day, a, a relaxing day without Phillies baseball, and yet even still, even though I know the Phillies can't hurt me, I still miss it. I still hate the off days. I want them to play every day, and obviously coming off the exciting walk-off win a couple nights ago, I'm very, very excited to see the Phillies get back in action. A nice little stretch without any off days coming up. So um, certainly yesterday, uh, an important day for the Phillies. Uh, rest, guys. You know, get a chance to... Take a breath, you know, especially coming off of, um, you know, a a uh, a series against Kapler that was was an intense series that you you know you you frust you you frustrated coming out of it only winning one, but um, heading on the road getting that extra day I think should really help the Phillies um, heading into this stretch here. And again, look, they need to be better on the road. I mean, the numbers are astounding. You know, we've talked about how bad they've been since 2018 on the road, but even just the last couple years, um, they've not been great on the road. You know, even just this year, like from 2020 forward, uh, I saw Johnny Heller put it on Twitter, the Phillies since 2020 at home, 27 and 17 on the road, 10 and 24, a 294 winning percentage on the road. That is Hard to believe the worst teams in baseball win 30% of their games. I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough. So um, a 294 winning percentage on the road since 2020, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it, how to um, you know put it into something that makes logical sense because you don't see it in baseball that often where a team is that much better at home than on the road. You certainly see it in other sports. You see it in football. You see it in basketball. But really less less likely to see it in baseball, and that has been the M.O. of this Phillies team the last two years so far, and obviously shortened years. Those records are not huge sample size of games comparatively, but it is still notable, nonetheless, that, that this Phillies team, this group of guys is essentially, you know, obviously some changeover, but more or less a, a very similar group to last season. This group of guys has struggled when they've left Philadelphia. You know, and and look, I, I know uh, it is going to be kind of wild to go on the road somewhere that is not on the East Coast. The first time since 2019, the Phillies will be traveling outside the Eastern Time Zone, which is a crazy thing to think about. But it obviously, with last season, as we all know, playing the AL and NL East, um, they have not had to to travel in in over a year. Or so, um, heading to Colorado for the weekend, the history in Colorado has not been kind. To the Philadelphia Phillies, we can all remember um, what happened. You know, obviously, I think the one that stands out the most, the 2018 series in Colorado, that last 
week of the season as the Phillies completed their horrendous uh, tank over the last month of the season and uh, just didn't look competitive, got completely blown off the field in those games in Colorado. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. When they go out there, I, I believe in their last 15 games in Colorado, they are 4-11. 4-11? and Against a team that hasn't been good in a while. I mean, the Rockies are, are bad more or less year after year in recent times, and yet this Phillies team, when they've gone out to Colorado, has absolutely struggled. And, look, they've struggled on the road, period. So I don't think it's just unique to their Colorado trips, but specifically, as I just said, 4-11 and in the last 15 trips to Colorado, last 15 games to Colorado, it's bad. That's really, really bad. And, and the fact that Vincent Velasquez is pitching today doesn't make it much better. But we'll look ahead to the series, look ahead to the upcoming schedule a little bit later. But um, I, I do look, ultimately, again, the Phillies are sitting at 9-9. Nine and nine. Um, They've played a tough schedule to start the season. When you look at their schedule, and we don't talk about it a ton, but the Mets and Braves, as we know, two uh, of the class teams in the division, two of the class teams in the National League, two of the most talented teams in the National League. So, um, obviously, starting with the stretch they did against those teams is tough, as we talked about going in and as it proved to be, it is a, a tough stretch of baseball to start the season against two so talented clubs. I mean, that that's a tough beat. And then, look, the the Giants and the Cardinals, too. You know, the Cardinals, the Phillies are able to take two or three. They're going to see them four more times in St. Louis next week. We'll get to that. Um, but the Cardinals are a solid baseball team. You know, they're not – they're certainly not a bad baseball team. You know, a, a playoff team from last year. Um, they've played, for the most part, um, solid baseball. Uh, so far this season, they, they've struggled a bit, you know, a little bit under 500. So they haven't been great this year, but but they're not a bad team. And uh, and then, you know, the Giants, look, the Giants, as much as we talk about how, how much more talented the Phillies are than the Giants, which they are, they are definitely a more talented team than the Phillies. Excuse me. The Phillies are definitely a more talented team than the Giants, but the Giants are 11 and six, 11 and seven. The Giants have been finding ways to win baseball games. So, um the schedule has not been kind to the Phillies. The, the Colorado Rockies, the first team they will play that is a flat-out basement-dweller-type team. So you hope, you hope that the struggles on the road will be counteracted by the team they're facing, right? I mean, that's that's the hope that we're all going to have heading out to Colorado. Again, it's a big series. It's still early. It's still April. I'm not going to get carried away. I'm not going to over react like maybe I did a little bit to the start of the season. We all do. It's baseball. It's uh, I think especially um, when it, when a season just comes back and also coming off last year where um, it was only 60 games. So, so those early games had that extra importance on them. So it wasn't, it wasn't really overreacting, you know, like we were a, a third of the way through the season after 20 games last year. So after uh, what they've almost played this year, 18 games, you know, you're more or less last year, we'd say, all right, the Phillies are practically a third of the way through the season. So there was real reason to to react that quickly. Obviously, this year we were back to the 162-game schedule, so um, there is a lot more time for things to even out, for teams to regress to the mean, for teams to show who they really are and all that. But I do think that that um, even – and I th- look, and the point being that what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I think we always kind of overreact early in the season. We haven't had baseball for, for months and – you get back, you're so excited, and then we settle into the grind. We remember how long the season is and all that. But, um, look, I, I do think it's an important series for this team in the sense that they're going on the road right now, and they've struggled so much, so much on the road. 
and they're facing a team that they can beat, that they should beat, that they're better than. And that that's, you know, they need to take advantage of that. So um, especially as banged up as they are, we talked obviously yesterday about the loss of Segura. We've talked about the issues with the, um, you know, bullpen right now, Noah's Alvarado, things like that. So, um, and obviously uh, a DD dealing with the elbow thing. Hopefully he'll be back this weekend. We'll see. Um, but it's a big series. I think the Phillies need to need to go into Colorado and handle some business. You know, again, um, it is early in the season. There's a lot of baseball left to be played. It is a small sample size, as it were, so to speak. Um, but still, you know that when when the season ends, this is going to be a tight division. This is going to be a tight race in the National League. And Bryce Harper has said this before. He's like, you know, he hates the idea of people saying, oh, it's too early to say anything. It's this and that. It's like all these games matter, and they, and they do. You know, especially if we're we're going to be looking up at the end of the season and we're talking about the Phillies making or missing the playoffs by a couple games or a game or you know a few games, then you know you go to Colorado and you and you crap the bed that comes back to bite you. Or if you go to Colorado and you sweep the Rockies like you should, that comes back to help you. So while it is early in the season, while it is um, you know far from time to panic, look, we've talked a ton about the issues on this team. We know the depth. Is an issue, like a massive issue when you look at the organizational depth for this team, the ability to keep bringing guys up and and keep filling holes as they pop up and to be able to to, uh, go a month without a guy or a month without these two guys or go two weeks without this guy and all that type of stuff, it matters. You know, builds up over over the course of a season. And then the bench issues with with the bench bats has has obviously been uh, underwhelming. The defense has been really bad, as we know. Like, they are a bad defensive ball club. It's come back to hurt them in spots. And and again, almost came back to hurt them in the last game against the Giants, of course, the McCutcheon. And that was more of a, you know, you don't see McCutcheon make that kind of error very often, or most players, just the kind of nonchalant, kind of not paying just enough attention to it. But, you know, just another error. Reese Hoskins is a, a horrendous first baseman. He's bad. We know that. So this team does have flaws. And of course, the fourth and fifth starter, particularly Matt Moore, um, they have flaws, but they still have a lot of talent. They're still a team that can compete for the playoffs. And and if they can get on a run at some point here and, and approach that July time period as we head up to the trade deadline on July 31st, if they could build a little momentum, if they can put themselves in some sort of playoff positioning seating, then all of a sudden, I think it's far more likely that, that Dave Dombrowski gets the okay from John Middleton to go out and add to this team. You know, and, and look, we've... We've talked a lot here, other places, everywhere about the idea of them not going over the luxury tax. And and look, it's hard to, to rip John Middleton for anything money-related when they have the fifth-highest payroll in the game. You can rip the way the money's spent, <laughs> Matt Klintak, <clears throat> right? I mean, we could do that. But, um, you know, they're, they're spending money. Um, it's a question and has been a question, and it's something we've talked a lot about is, is, is will they go over? Will they spend that extra bit? Will they go over the tax? Will they take the penalties that come with it? All that stuff, which financially are not that big. It's more of a cumulative effect down the road. But regardless, will they be willing to do that if this team is in position to, to make a run? And, and I do think they will. I think that if, if John Middleton come July whatever, looks at this team and says, I believe in this group of guys. They're sitting here 10 games over 500, 8 games over 500. They're, they're in a spot. They're, they're either leading the division or they're they're one of the top wild guard teams or whatever. You know, I think if we're sitting here in July and that's the case, I do think John Middleton will look at it and say, all right, let's go. I think John Middleton's tired of losing, as we all are. 
As everyone knows, it's time for this Phillies playoff drought to end. It's been a decade. It's crazy. Especially after the run of success we had prior to that. It is jarring. It is upsetting. No one's happy about this. So I do think that if the situation comes, they will be willing to do something. But the key is putting themselves in that position, right? I mean, that's the key. Putting themselves in that position where John Middleton has to look at it and say, oh, yeah, I got to invest in these guys. These guys earned it. They earned me investing in this team and being willing to make the sacrifice to go over the luxury tax and, and the willing to say, Dave Dombrowski, go get what you need. I, I think that's a, a real possibility, but again, they need to get there and they need to play good enough baseball with the group they have. They need to find ways to plug holes, to, to get past deficiencies. And look, I mean, there are a number of ways that can happen. First and foremost, I think we're seeing it with Bryce Harper right now is if Bryce Harper can play at an MVP level, which... So far he is, I mean, just flat out, you know, leading the league in on base percentage. He's like fifth in average at 357. He's um, third, uh, I believe, fifth in slugging percentage, first in on base percentage, um, third in OPS. I mean, Bryce Harper's having a a MVP-type season so far. Again, 18 games in, let's not get carried away, but he's been awesome. And if Harper can can give you that type of year, the year that we're all hoping from him that that MVP caliber season the type of year he had in 2022 or when he was 22 2015 year we know that he has that in him and look it looks like he's locked in so that's one way if you can have the 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 top three as it were with Nola Wheeler and Eflin if you if those guys can be good way 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 more often than they're not that can make up for a lot of deficiencies it can make up for lineup deficiencies it can make up for deficiencies in the bullpen or in the fifth and f- uh, fourth and fifth starters because you're getting those great starts from those guys the bullpen is more ready when needed when those bad starters are in all that type of stuff so they this is doable like this team is good enough they have enough talent where they can move past these issues that that clearly are present with this team can um you know give them a chance to um Make them, make them, um, you know, get them where they need to be. Essentially, like they, it, they, it is doable, is what I'm trying to say. Like it is a possibility that this team can do that. Um, but at the same time, like it, it, it is also a possibility that they could kind of be what they are—a 500 team that we're seeing right now. Obviously, they are literally 500 at the moment. Um, so it, it this, this group. Again, we've talked about it, but you need more from Reese Hoskins. And he started the season well, but has struggled lately. You definitely need more from McCutcheon. You need more from some of these guys, especially with Segura out for a bit. Um, Other guys got to step up and help carry this team so that this team can be in position to get the guys it needs to really go over the top. Um, Speaking of which, looking at at some of the seasons from from some of the guys, so to speak, as, again, like, you know, you look at Bryce Harper and the, the season that guy's putting up so far, batting 357, a 493 on base percentage, a 625 slugging percentage, an 1118 OPS, third best in baseball. He's batting 357. Harper is bringing it for you. Segura was until he got hurt, a 333 batting average for Gene, 359 OBP. You'd like to see the OBP a little higher with the 333 average, but still. 450 slug in the 809 OPS. That's solid. And look, JT Romuto, if you want to look at Romuto, he's been good for you too for the most part. Romuto, a 288 average, 403 on base, 481 slug in an 884 OPS. That's good. That'll play, you know, but the problem is the other guys. The other guys have not been giving enough. Now, Didi, when he's played, has been solid. He's batting 296, but the OPS is 748. 
So the the average is solid, but they're somewhat hollow, those hits. Somewhat hollow, those numbers. Granted, one of two players on the team with 10 RBI along with Bohm. But, I mean, Bohm, another guy. Who, look, we, we have just not got enough from Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm has a 618 OPS on the season. He's batting 219, a 274 on base percentage from Alec Bohm. And, and that's someone who I came into the season thinking he might end up being the best hitter on the team. Certainly has not looked that way. And now, to be fair, he is young. This is his second year in the league, and really, he didn't have a full year. He only had a partial season last year um, because they played a partial season, and he didn't come up at the very beginning either. Um, so I'm not freaking out about Boom. I'm not worried. He's such a great adjuster. He is going to figure it out. I think pitchers have adjusted to him. Now he needs to make that adjustment. They need to make that adjustment. But, I mean, definitely not good enough. 219, a 274 OBP, and a 344 slugging is not good enough. And yet, as still 10 RBI, the only other guy on the team, so he's... Found a way to get some um, to drive some runs home when necessary, which is great and that's needed. But really, you know, you need more. And and Hoskins too. I mean, Hoskins started out so hot uh, and has really struggled since then. Hoskins batting two thirty nine on the season. Get this: Reese Hoskins has a two seventy on base percentage. Two seventy. Reese Hoskins has walked three times this season. This is a, a lead the league in walks type of guy. He's walked three times. Comparatively, Bryce Harper has walked 14 times this season. Even Andrew McCutcheon, who we'll get to and has been awful, has walked 12 times this season. Three walks for Reese Hoskins and 25 strikeouts. 25 strikeouts to three walks. That's bad. That is that is bad. That is something that is concerning. And again, we know Hoskins. We know he goes through slumps. We know he gets hot. He gets cold. But um, they do need more from Hoskins than what they're getting right now. And, and obviously the other name that I, I think is... You know, the most troubling and the one I'm most concerned about of the ones we've talked about is Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon batting 164 on the season, 313 OBP, so that's better than it was uh, thanks to those 12 walks and a 255 slugging percentage. Your leadoff hitter for the Philadelphia Phillies has a 568 OPS. I mean, that's awful. It's just, just not even close to good enough. And that's a problem because we've talked about it, but it, it's especially with Segura out. It's like, who do you hit the top of the lineup? I mean, if Reese Hoskins were walking, you could say put Hoskins up there, but he's not even walking now. He's barely getting on base comparatively. He's got a 274 OBP. or two, Yeah, 270 OBP. That's awful. You can't have him leading off if he's doing that. You don't have anybody. You don't have anybody who can lead off. McCutcheon almost has to stay there, and he's got to find ways to get on base more. So you look at this lineup. You look at the underperformance. That's, I think, the thing that we haven't talked enough about with the 9-9 start. We focus so much on the, the micro. Right, and the specific stuff, and, and Girardi, who I have been, as I've said, disappointed with. Um, but I also truly believe that a manager doesn't make that big a difference in a baseball game. It, it really does come down to players, and these players, particularly offensively outside of a couple, have just not been good enough. And when this team is supposed to be carried offensively, if the, the, the heart of the team, the reason you feel positivity about this team coming into the season is because you feel like they're going to hit. And you're like, all right, we can count. On this team hitting. That is a that is gonna happen. And for the most part, they haven't so far. I mean, Bryce Harper leads the team in home runs with four. Reese Hoskins is second with three. That's it. No one has no one has more than two otherwise. Think about that. That's crazy. And again, home runs are not the be all end all. We all know that. But as a team, just not hitting the ball, the ballpark. I mean, this team has 18 home runs so far this season. In 16 games, that's not even close to good enough. Harper with four, Hoskins with three, Bohm with two. D 
Didi, the only other player has multiple. And you got a bunch of guys with one. Oh, and JT has two. Excuse me. That's crazy. Again, like, home runs are not the BLN, no, but this team could use some home runs in some spots, right? I mean, they just, and look, the last two games offensively, uh, they've been better. You know, putting up seven and six, that is that is a positive. You, you want to see it trend in that way. Hopefully Colorado, the thin air, they can start to really get on a roll here. But, but yeah, I think, off, you know, when you look at this team and you're sitting here saying, all right, why is this team nine and nine? Why have they, for the most part, I think a lot of people believe underperformed. I think the offense is the biggest reason. And, yeah, they face tough pitchers. They face a lot of top of the rotation so far and all that. But, but this team's supposed to hit. This team needs to hit. If this team's going to do anything at all this season, it's because they hit. And we need more. We need these guys to hit more. We need better hitting from this Phillies team. It is, it is massive. It is going to carry this team if they can do it. And if it doesn't, this team's not going to be good enough. Like, again, when we're projecting the Phillies into the season, there were things we were positive about. You know, I felt really good about the top three starters. I thought Eflin was definitely break out this year. Um, you know, there are things you can look at, things you could talk about. Joe Girardi, I've been disappointed. I expected more from Joe Girardi. But the one thing, the one thing we all felt good about, the one thing we all were confident in is, hey, they're going to hit. They're going to put up runs. Alec Bohm's a stud. Reese Hoskins is back. McCutcheon, back, healthy, looked good at the end of last season. All these things, we're like, all right, this is, this is what's going to happen. We can count on this. Everything else we'll see. And that's been the thing that, for the most part, has been their Achilles heel, other than, obviously, the defense has been horrible. Horrible. I mean, they're just a flat-out bad defensive team. But... The point being that, that they're not expected to be a good defensive team. They're expected to be a good offensive team. They're expected to score runs. They're expected to hit home runs, and, and they haven't done it. And, and they need to. They need to start. Um, that's, that's what's going to turn this around as they head into Colorado. Put up some runs. Put up some cricket numbers. You know, give your pitchers a chance to, to maybe have a, a high-leverage free outing, <laughs> kind of a, a more relaxed start, all that type of stuff. Um, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see this Phillies team put up some runs. Um, you know, again, you just look through the games. It's just, um, particularly since they went five and one, you know, one run, four runs, seven and a win, three runs, no runs, one run, nine against St. Louis, which is great, but then four, two, zero, you know, seven and five. So really not many games where they put up those crooked numbers, not many games where you can look at it and say, Oh, all right. They, they really brought it today. So, um, I think that's the biggest key for this team. That's going to be the biggest key for this team from now moving forward is that this offense can get some hits. This offense can score some runs. And again, I know they got injuries. I know they're dealing with stuff, but whether it's Nicky Maytom, whether it's Mickey Moniak, whoever it is, they need guys to step up. And no better place to start to get those bats going. Hitting's contagious than in Colorado this weekend. Let's look ahead to that, to this weekend series and beyond as the Phillies in Colorado this weekend, a three-game set, 8.40 tonight, 8.10 tomorrow night, 3.10 on Sunday tonight. Uh, prepare yourself. Vince Velasquez going up against Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez, the Rockies ace. So um, that worked out. Uh, Velasquez in Colorado. I mean, uh, like I just said, score runs. Because that's the only way you're winning this one. They need runs tomorrow. Aaron Nola against uh, Sentenzela. Armando Sentenzela is a a nice pitcher. Uh, Not great, but hit or miss. John Gray going for the uh, Rockies on Sunday has been good this year. Um, he'll go up against Chase Anderson. So you got three games in Colorado, and two of them are being pitched by Chase Anderson and Vinny Velasquez. Again, I'll say it again. We need to score some runs this weekend. And look, uh, the reason the off day yesterday was so important, they, they don't get a break for a little while. Um, this is the, a significant while. So here's how it goes. They play these three this weekend against the Colorado Rockies. Then 
four in St. Louis, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the following week, then straight home to play the Mets, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then the Brewers in town, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then they head to Atlanta for three games before a day off, so the Phillies will not have another off day until May 9th. May 9th, the Phillies are about to play 17 straight games. 17 straight days of baseball for the Philadelphia Phillies. So this is going to be a massive stretch. By the time we get out of it, we're into May. By the time that stretch done, it's May 9. We're like over a week into May, and it it starts to feel real. I always say June 1st. That's when I really start to pay attention to standings and where teams are at and what they're doing. And A lot can change from June 1st to the end of the season, but you start to get a feel around then. Um, So massive, massive stretch coming up, 17 straight days. And, of course, it starts this weekend in Colorado. So, Again, I'll say it one last time. Please score some runs. Uh, again, we'll have some fun watching Colorado. Hopefully they can get some runs, get some wins, and come back, uh, go to St. Louis, come back home uh, without us saying, oh, they're so horrible on the road. Maybe maybe they can turn that narrative around. Either way, have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back to talk about the Rocky series and look ahead to St. Louis and a whole lot more on Monday. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.